Johnson aware that management and his agent are working on real live extension? Or is Deontay delusional at the moment? I might be leaning toward the latter. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning from Latrobe. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Deontay was on the practice field in front of all of us yesterday. Until there were team drills. And once there were team drills, he went off to a separate field that out there is called UPMC Field. The main field is Chuck Knoll Field and has been for years. The UPMC thing is something that's relatively new that was created for the St. Vincent College Bearcats, various teams there. That's where Deontay was. He was a St. Vincent College Bearcat throwing a football back and forth with a staffer. And he was doing this based on something. It's either knowledge that there's going to be an extension or that there's going to be dialogue toward an extension or, heck, even progress toward an extension. Or he's trying to force the hand of the Steelers to offer him one. It is right now impossible to discern between the two. And the reason that I say that is that everything that Mike Tomlin has said about this situation over the last 48 hours got contradicted yesterday. And then before this practice, Deontay himself, well, have a listen. Obviously, I want to be out there, but, you know, certain certain circumstances, you know, is this part of a part of the business. So, you know, I'm just going to let that take care of itself. He wants to stay. He wants to be part of it. That's great. That's exactly what anyone would want to hear if you're a fan of his and if you believe that he's a significant part of this franchise's future. But he also says that it's going to be Tomlin's decision. And then he goes out and skips the team part of the practice, after which Tomlin says that it absolutely was not the head coach's decision and that he really doesn't want to talk about it anymore. Now, before I even get into any kind of comparisons with the other two recent, they call this now a hold-in as opposed to a hold-out players on this roster, those being, of course, T.J. Watt and just this past spring, Minka Fitzpatrick, The first and most important variable in this equation is whether or not the Steelers are even entertaining doing this. Do you hear what I'm saying? We knew with TJ that they were doing it. Kevin Colbert spoke as much publicly. We knew with Minka that they were doing it. Same thing. Colbert spoke it publicly. By the way, so did Tomlin in both cases. Unless I've missed something, no such declaration has been made by Tomlin, Omar Khan, Art Rooney, or anyone else whose voice would matter on that side. You see where I'm going here? This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying. 
Whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. So no, I'm not nuts about this. Not any part of it. I wouldn't be offended if the Steelers signed Deontay to an extension. I think he's a very good football player. I wouldn't be breaking any kind of bank for him, and I certainly wouldn't be paying him among the top handful of wide receivers in the NFL. I'm sorry, I just wouldn't do that. Why? Can't say this often enough. Two years in a row, hard fades down the stretch. You can throw season stats in my face, top five ranking in catches, top 10 ranking in receiving yards, and all I'm going to throw back at you is that when the games mattered the most, he was performing at his least. Would I love to see him alter that script this winter? Sure. Who wouldn't? Would I love to see him do it in a way that would stick it in all of our faces, mine included? Yeah, why not? Do I think he's capable of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. The talents there, the route running alone is elite. It's some of the best in the NFL. But you got to finish the job. And you know what? It is. A job. And in this case, it's a job for which Deontay signed a contract. Both parties did. The player did. The team did. And his contract for the coming season pays $2.79 million. The final year of his deal. The final year of his rookie deal, I should say. He signed it. Now, you can come back and say, well, why didn't you express the same sentiment about TJ and Minka? Look, these are not comparable situations. TJ is the defensive player of the year. Minka is a multiple all-pro. These are players who are better at their jobs than Deontay's been to this point. So don't, don't conflate this in any way with these other cases. They're not the same. TJ is a I was about to use generational. Generational is tough. TJ is the best player on this roster. He is the best defensive player, according to that vote, in the entire world. Minka is the best safety in the NFL, according to a lot of observers, including impartial, dispassionate observers. These are not, let's see what the wide receiver can get inside the top 10 kind of discussions. I don't know if Deontay is getting bad advice. I don't know if Deontay just watched the TJ and Minka cases and thought, well, yeah, I'm that. But if he did, that's delusion and nothing else. When we come back, J1Q... The one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available. 
more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Lori Coleman, who asks, DK, with Deontay catching passes off to the side so far at training camp, should we be concerned that he's not establishing any sort of chemistry with the new quarterbacks, or is it way too early for that? You know what, Lori? It's not too early, but maybe not in the way you think. Because your question offers me the opportunity, and I'm about to seize it, believe me, to discuss George Pickens and Calvin Austin. Now, you'll notice my demeanor changes immediately here. Can you feel the smile coming through the microphone? Because it really is. George Pickens did some absurd things on Chuck Knoll Field yesterday. He made two terrific catches downfield. One of them was a ball that Mitch Trubisky heaved up 45 yards in the air. I mean, it was an all-air play. All Pickens did was go flying down the left sideline. It was in single coverage. He adjusted, came back to the ball a little bit. I should say came back, just positioned himself real well. And I'm going to throw in the 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 obligatory disclaimer here that the coverage on the play was not the sort of thing that you'd get in a game. DBs aren't exactly tormenting wide receivers in these settings. But he found a way to come down with the ball, and it was impressive. His other catch that I just referenced downfield was – it was good. But there was a near catch that was way more impressive than either of them. He did this ridiculous contortion up in the air, bending backward like Plastic Man or something. And he had the ball in both hands. And I got to tell you, when the ball came out originally and headed his way, your only thought was no one's got a chance at that thing. The fact that he was able to wrap both of his hands around it, bend back the way he did, and then not be able to catch it because the DBs who were there whacked it away from him was almost as impressive as the fact that when he got back from the contortion position, I'm trying to describe this, it's really hard, and settled himself onto the grass, he took his right hand and smacked it into the ground. He was mad, and he looked over at the sideline at some other wide receivers and was still just fuming over this. He really thought he should have caught this ball. Austin's a different kind of dude. He's obviously not 6'3". He's going to be one of, if not the smallest players in the league. But man, can he motor. And when Mason Rudolph sent this little, just dinky little screen pass from what would have been the Pittsburgh 40 if this were a real game, he obliterated anybody at all who was attempting to keep up with him. Now, this was not tackle for these drills. So sometimes things that end up being touchdowns never would have been touchdowns because whoever it was on the defensive side would just kind of grab you or tap you or try to knock the ball out of your hands or something like that. No one came near him, and they were trying. 
and he was blowing by guys in the secondary who, let's remember, have some pretty good speed of their own. Very, very impressive. I got to tell you, if I'm Deontay and I'm standing there on the sideline watching these guys and then watching Chase Claypool line up in the slot, he looked pretty good himself. I'm really, really uncomfortable. Not that he should lack confidence, not that he still shouldn't be the most productive receiver on the team based on his pedigree and experience, but it still couldn't have been a warm and fuzzy feeling for him. And yes, in addition to that, Lori, to your point, he's missing out not only on catching passes from new quarterbacks, Mitch Trubisky in particular, he's going to be the starter, but he's missing out on opportunities to, you know, get chummy, you know, let the quarterback know you're there, ask if he needs his car washed or something like that. Wide receivers still do that. Quarterbacks still accept that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one tomorrow.